You're listening to Disturbing the Priest with Brandon Baddock. Welcome back to Disturbing the Priest. I am your host, Brandon Baddock, and I love talking about albums on this podcast. And an album that I've been listening to a lot recently is Infest the Rat's Nest by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They're an Australian rock band, or more like psychedelic garage rock. They formed in 2010 in Australia, and they have released 20 studio albums, 10 live albums, two compilations, and three EPs, which is insane for a band. I've been following this band for quite a while now, so this band is known for really jumping around genres and experimenting. They have a lot of cool albums, and... This band is actually releasing three albums in October of 2022. So, hey, why not give this band a little representation? They're just such a crazy band. They also released five albums in 2017, which is really insane. And this album, Infest the Rat's Nest, was released in 2019. Now, I love this band so much. I'm going to be seeing them in October. I almost saw them at Boston Calling. Boston Calling was a lot of fun. Metallica headlined. And King Gizzard was supposed to be on the second day. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see him. I was in their merch line and literally talking about Gizzard. And some guy goes, oh, you haven't heard? An hour before their set, one of the drummers got COVID. So they had to cancel out. I was so upset. So I'm going to New York. I live in Massachusetts. I'm going to New York to see them. I cannot wait. So in 2019, the band released two albums, two very similar albums in terms of like theme. So the two albums that came out in 2019 are Fishing for Fishies and Infest the Rat's Nest, which are both kind of two sides of the same coin, where Fishing for Fishies is this boogie rock, electric, jammy album that has a lot of environmental themes. Infest the Rat's Nest is that, but thrash metal. (laughs) I was shocked when I found out this band had a thrash metal album. So uh, I was pretty excited to get into it when I first heard. So this album... Infest the Rat's Nest has awesome cover art. Really cool. It's like this rat skull altar. It's really, really cool. It's gold. Very fitting art. I think it fits with the record so perfectly. Also, the record's only 35 minutes. This is very close. This is like a song away from being an EP, which is unfortunate because of how much I love this record. But I was so surprised how good this was when I first heard it. I think this album is seriously a hidden gem for a lot of metalheads because it's a metal album from a non-metal band. A lot of people who know King Gizzard kind of see them as like almost just a tame Impala, almost Grateful Dead, where a lot of jam stuff, a lot of garage stuff. But no, this band seriously did its homework when it came to thrash metal. I'll be honest, in terms of influences on this record, I hear Metallica, I hear Exodus, even some Death Angel. I can even throw Sodom in there in some of the riffs. Like, it is insane. This band definitely has an appreciation for the genre. So, it came out 
on August 16th in 2019 on Flightless Records, which is their own label, which is awesome. They do all their own stuff. And you would think that this album would be kind of like almost like a like kind of a parody, a thrash metal, especially with a band like Gizzard. Like just them kind of having fun with the idea of fast music and stuff. But no, this is this is less of a parody and more of like a nice breath of fresh air. It is so original. It is awesome. It is so much fun. Uh, such good riffs in this one. Also, you get that King Gizzard touch on top of that where they use a lot of delays, a lot of cool effects that are heard on like pretty much every album they've ever put out. But the thing is, it doesn't take away from the thrash metal. If anything, it adds to it. It doesn't throw you off. It's really cool. I can't praise this album enough, honestly. And what's really cool on top of all this is that it's a concept album. Who would believe? Yeah, every song is connected. It tells one continuous story with kind of a cliffhanger ending, weirdly enough. I definitely want to break down this whole album uh, during this episode. So I'm going to actually go down song by song. Now, I first heard this album a few years back. I, I bought the vinyl immediately when I first heard it. The first song I heard was Superbug, which is very Sabbathy and doomy, but we'll definitely get into that. So you throw this record on the needle drops and you're greeted with the track Planet B, which is a great introduction to the rest of the album. Definitely the most straightforward song, definitely meant to be a single. Now, something that you'll probably notice right away is how awesome the guitar tone is. It sounds dirty, vintage, great production, captures the tone of like basement, underground thrash metal. Planet B is also a super heavy song. It's bass driven as well. There's so much bass on this record. So it also introduces us to the story, which isn't really much of a story, but more about a reality. Planet B is about the earth being all we got. We ruined it. It's destroyed. We trashed it. So now we need to find a planet B. We need to find another planet to colonize. But the song highlights that there isn't one. Earth is all we have. We are doomed in our own planet. We have pretty much dug our own grave. And that's what Planet B is about. And the riff, the guitar tone, the bass, the vocals all capture such a grim, hopeless, and destructive future. I really love Planet B. I listened to this song to death when I first heard it. Really cool. Really cool stuff. And then it brings us into Mars for the Rich, which we get a little more sci-fi with this song. Mars for the Rich is about a planet B, actually. We find another planet to colonize, but the issue is it's pretty much just for the rich. The poor and middle class are kind of left with Earth. Now, I really like this song. This song reminds me of something out of Motorhead, actually. A lot of delays, and this is just a super heavy song and a very, very bass-driven song. It is so awesome. I love this song so much. It is one of, if not the best song on the record, in my opinion. It just keeps chugging on. Really good, very well written, too, lyrically. And that's an ongoing theme with the rest of this album, is how just 
good. Every song is written in terms of lyrics, in terms of instrumentals. Everyone's so tight. This band is so musically talented. And Mars for the Rich really highlights that. And I think this song is where the guitar tone and the mix really shines on this record. And out of that, we go into Organ Farmer which is about people abusing like meat growing, muscle growing. Now, it's actually been a real thing that's been going on today where people are trying to find an alternative to killing animals, harvesting meat. They want to grow it. They want to do it without taking any lives because we all know how abused the farming industry is in terms of harvesting chicken, cow. But the thing is... This song goes over how no matter what the system is, no matter how morally right it is, it is going to get abused. And I love this song. Definitely the thrashiest song on the album. All over the place. Most high energy song on the record. Lyrics and instrumentals are the tightest on this song. Classic thrash. Palm muting on the sixth string too almost sounds like someone sawing through bone great lyrical flow uh there's a lyric also that's where the guy screams uh part of me wants to cut out my heart Stu mckenzie it's really cool it's a really awesome song a lot of people kind of forget about this song and don't really talk about it but i think it's awesome i think this is the tightest song on the record really cool thrashiest easily thrashiest song on the album a really really cool concept as well no one has really talked about the negatives of organ farming (laughs) because it's so glorified and especially today's world with how bad our system is and how abusive it is to animals so it's really funny to get this angle of it and it's very refreshing like a lot of the themes on this album and just The general take on thrash metal here is very refreshing. And this song literally flows into the next song called Superbug. Now, in terms of the story of this whole album, people abuse organ farming and it actually caused a virus that threatens the human race. This song has easily the best drumming on the album. The drumming is very vintage metal, which is awesome. There's so much double bass kick in metal today, and it's nice to just get a very simple 70s heavy drum beat. This song is very doomy as well. This is definitely like the band's take on something maybe Black Sabbath would have even written. Very chuggy song. Awesome lyrics. One of the longest songs on this record too. I believe it's actually the longest. It is really good. It's definitely the most headbanging song on the album. This is definitely a highlight. Potentially the best song on the album. It is just so good. What's really cool about this album too is every song finds a way to stand up on its own two feet. You know, I'm talking about a super thrashy song mars for the rich is a very motorhead based song and then Superbug, we get like a sabbathy doom metal song and it flows very well especially coming out of the thrashiest song on the record but it wraps up side a an excellent side a i personally love side b more which is just an overtime thing. I've always loved Side A. Side A is definitely the best side of this record, but Side B is a little more technical, a little more story-driven, and you can tell they had the most fun with the second side of this record. Now, going into Side B, Side A really just painted the picture of what this world looks like. 
in this gizverse, I guess we'll call it, where it's post-apocalyptic, dystopian. People have literally left the planet so bad. So the next song, Venusian One, follows a group of rebels who are attempting to not colonize Mars, but actually Venus, because the Earth has just gone so bad. So this song sets up uh, the B-side of this album. So humanity's building a ship, but this song highlights how no matter how many times humanity stumbles or admits they're wrong or drives themselves into a corner, they're going to repeat the same mistakes and how we're pretty much doomed to die, which is pretty metal if you ask me. And sets up the whole rest of this b-side and just foreshadows the end of this record and the song ends with there is one planet v so venus is the new target for a new planet so it sets up the rest of the story so this ship launches into space gonna colonize venus and it brings us into our next song perihelion which is about the ship being taken into the sun's gravity and melting with everyone on board in my opinion the best riff on the album a very dark song also great use of a tambourine sounds really cool on this song the chorus also has clean vocals which is a nice vocal change which also fits within the song as well because it keeps that tone going that was established at the start of this song and lyrically it's just about the crewmates worshiping the sun as the sun is pretty much dragging them into their burning death and how the sun is literally the the one true god the one thing that gives everyone power we need the sun to live so to die by it is very poetic and it's about the crewmates just worshiping the sun for its power and for it being the giver and taker of life very cool very awesome very awesome theme very awesome lyrics and just such a cool idea for a song but it brings us into our next one venusian 2 which is the next ship they send to uh, colonize venus but this time it successfully makes it to the planet the instrumentals almost sound like all right let's do this again let's get it right the instrumentals tell us the listener that they're trying to get their stuff together now they're ready to do it and they make it it's a success i'll be honest the riff on this song reminds me of something out of exodus's bonded in blood which is really cool like this band definitely did their homework i'm not saying they ripped off exodus but you can tell they listen to a lot of these vintage maybe not vintage but they listen to a lot of classic thrash bands and it shows and i believe the next song was a single one of the darkest songs and craziest songs on the record self-immolate so they get to venus the crewmates go insane and pretty much burn themselves alive great intro <laughs> to a song it starts with the drums which is awesome like just dun 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 and then you hear all the amps getting turned on and the feedback which is such a adrenaline pumping anticipation you get going into this song and it does not let down at all it brings you into this awesome riff that brings you into this very long drum fill that is more like a drum solo honestly and then the song kicks off hard song honestly feels like a climax of the story of this whole record it is like the climax point 
self-immolate almost feels like it keeps building no matter what and it just keeps paying off that build there is such a level of build up in terms of the riff the drumming even the vocals and lyrics this song also ends with like a chant, which I love in music. I also want to add that there's a music video to this song where the band literally sets themselves on fire. Like they drink gasoline and just burn themselves alive, which is insane. Awesome track name too. And at one point, uh, Stu, the singer, is singing the name of the song Self-Immolate over a double kick. Just a voice over a double kick. And it is so heavy. It is so awesome. It is so fitting into the tone of this song it's just a sick song the one complaint i do have is there's this lyric where he goes give me hell i want that which kind of throws me off sometimes sometimes it feels misplaced when i hear it or just feels a little uncreative and weirdly worded but i feel like that's more of a nitpick if anything just awesome song such high energy it really feels like you can't get any higher than this song and the next song actually breaks that expectation this next song is so crazy it is the last track on the record it is called hell so in terms of the plot of this album the crewmates i guess die and join satan <laughs> to invade mars which is a lot <laughs> a lot to say and i know that sounds intense but it's one of the most metal ways to end a record ever so they meet satan at the gate they become demons, I guess, and they go to Mars to pretty much kill the rich, I guess. That's where you get the name of the album, Infest the Rat's Nest. Um, this actually also kind of ends on a cliffhanger because we end with them going to Mars, going to infest the rat's nest, so we never know what really happens. We don't know how earth how mars turns out what happens to these crewmates we'll never know i guess they're just demons but really cool very cool very sci-fi very heaven and hell very cool what's a what's a thrash metal album without the mention of satan you know what i mean but now in terms of the instrumentals of this song when i first heard this song it actually reminded me instantly of the four horsemen because of how the main riff is almost like this galloping riff, which is so cool and so fitting because in terms of the plot, you know, it's these demons, the Hell's army pretty much going to Mars to invade it. So that galloping riff really fits in with the lyrics of this song and plot of the entire album. We also get a super heavy breakdown, which takes us out of this album and... The cherry on top. This album ends with just Stu going infest the rat's nest and then boom, the album ends. Really cool. This is such a good album because of how well it's written, how well everything ties together. It just feels like such a solid record. Now, after I hear this, all I want is more. King Gizzard have done kind of metal albums i think the closest they've done is this album called murder of the universe which is their take on prog rock which has a lot of heavy elements to it it's also kind of spoken word too they love writing albums almost as stories they're obsessed with concept albums people also argue that this band has a concept discography where every single album is connected almost like that pixar theory this album infest the rat's nest 
just happens to take place in the far future after everything, I guess. It is really insane how people can take every album in this band's discography and literally place it on a timeline. So the fact that there's really good evidence that this band's entire discography is just one linear story is insane and adds so much to this record. It makes you want to go check out their other stuff because you want to know not just what happens, but what else is in this universe? What happens before this? What happens after this? And with some of their other albums, you get that context. This band is so talented. It is very unbelievable to me. I hope they do a sequel to this album. My only issue with Infest the Rat's Nest is that it's only 35 minutes. And honestly, that maybe there isn't more gizzard flair on it. I love how they use the delays and a lot of other King Gizzard staple effects, but I wish they did kind of get a little more experimental with it as they did with kind of doing some Sabbath stuff, a take on Motorhead. I wish they did that with a few more bands. And I guess we do hear that. I guess we do hear that with a lot of thrash stuff like their take on early Metallica, Exodus, even Sodom in a few sections, which I mentioned earlier. But I think this is a great start. I can see why they were maybe playing it a little safe. Being like a jam band and making a thrash metal album kind of opens you up to the metal community. And a lot of people do like to gatekeep and be very critical on a project, especially one like Infest the Rat's Nest. And I think that kind of justifies them just wanting to delay. Hey, let's just make riffs. Let's just get the format down. Let's just get the structure down. And they do such a good job at it. And I hope their next step, or should I say their next thrash metal album kind of works off this and becomes more experimental more crazy more gizzard um they do also have a few just single songs that are kind of just seated in some of their albums like they do have some heavy songs they do have some more metal songs there's this uh song called gaia which they released on their most current record omnium gatherum which is very metal it would never fit on this album but it is metal so it's cool that this band has a love and appreciation for the genre and something like thrash metal very cool very awesome to see something else about this record is there's actually an unreleased track on this album called automation if you're a king gizzard fan and you're listening to this you might recognize that name automation because it's actually a song on their album kg which is their microtonal album but what's interesting was that song was originally written for this album and they later just put it on the shelf and rewrote it as a microtonal song. And you can hear the original one. It's on a uh, demos album they put out, which I guess is more of a bootleg actually. But oh my God, <laughs> this song is insane. I guess it wouldn't really fit on this album because it doesn't really have anything to do with the ongoing story of this record but it has the best lyrical flow out of any song on this entire album, out of anything on Infest the Rat's Nest. So right there, that's already insane. And at times, the guitar the guitar work on this song reminds me of something out of Dark Throne, believe it or not. This song totally should have been on the album. Maybe it would have thrown it off a little bit because it is really cool. I love seeing albums as vinyl, as records. And I really like how Side A paints a picture of what this world is and what it's come to. And then Side B is this subplot where these rebels, these guys make a ship. 
They're like, all right, we can't go to Mars. Let's just go to Venus. They go to Venus. It goes terribly wrong. They become one with Satan and kill the rich and pretty much, I guess, kill all of humanity. And just this song as a standalone would have maybe thrown off that flow of a storyline. But I don't know. It is a killer song. It is awesome. Uh, it's it's crazy to me that I can even say that I hear some dark throne in this song. And even some riffs remind me of Sodom. It is so insane what this band is doing. But they are extremely talented. If you haven't heard this album already, Infest the Rat's Nest. Definitely check it out. 2019 and still I feel like this band doesn't get enough love especially with the stuff they're doing personally metal will always be my favorite genre I love metal so much I love many subgenres of metal but there's also a lot of other genres I like too there's not necessarily any genres I hate and seeing a band that can juggle so many genres at once and just keep that consistency of just good quality good written music is really impressive and is enough for me to keep coming back to this band i really hope they do another metal project infest the rats nest is insanely good definitely check it out they also do have a documentary they put out themselves which is not really a documentary but more of a camera in the studio as they make this so you kind of more feel like a fly on the wall as they craft this monster of an album and it's really cool to see their process. They're a really cool band. Now, going over like my only issues with this album, because I'm praising it a lot. I feel like my only issues with this album is that it's only 35 minutes long, which is not too long of a record. I even said before that this is almost an EP. I also wish there was more gizzard flair on it. I get they're trying to play it safe, but it's still fantastic. If you love thrash metal, if you love Australian psychedelic music too, you should definitely check this album out. Infest the Rat's Nest by King Gizzard. I'd probably give this album like a solid eight, maybe a, a high seven. I don't know. Again, I think with their next album, they should play it less safe. They should add more Gizzard flair to it. I think it would be fantastic. Thank you guys for listening. My name is Brandon Baddock, and this has been Disturbing the Priest. 